In the podcasting world, there are a few significant milestones, rites of passage, if you will. Much like in America, we're turning 16, 18, and 21 are benchmarks of adulthood, or becoming an adult at least. Podcasting has its own milestones that every podcaster looks forward to. One of them is when you hit 10,000 downloads. Thankfully, I hit that a while back. Another is when you get some financial support for your show, whether that's ads or public support. I have some wonderful Patreon supporters that help keep the show going. Well, here I am at another one of the biggies, my 100th episode. The average podcast lasts somewhere between six and eight episodes. That's right. That's all. Most do not get to 10 episodes before they abandon the project altogether. So to get to 100, as you might imagine, there's a bit of euphoria and even catharsis that, hey, I, I really am a podcaster. This thing is going to make it. So to commemorate this event, I asked two fellow podcasting friends to interview me for a change, briefly. I told them they could ask me anything as it relates to doing a podcast for two years and putting together 100 episodes. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor-turned-Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. First up is Casey Ruff. Casey is the host of Boundless Body Radio a fantastic health and fitness podcast. He's had an Olympic gold medalist on, doctors, professors. It's a well-researched show, and if you're into nutrition and fitness at all, I highly recommend it. He was Zen Sandwich's first ever interview, actually. And Casey and I have maintained a friendship ever since. I even consider him a bit of a mentor when it comes to podcasting, and when I have questions about something podcast-related, I often turn to him. Here are the questions he had for me. Um, my questions for you today, I've got three. These are the questions that my wife and I ask each other at the end of every week. We call them the three questions. So I'm going to ask you those three questions, but I'm going to change the format and have you apply them to your podcast. So my first question is, what is one thing that you have learned or changed your mind about through the Zen Sandwich podcast? Uh, one thing I've changed my mind about, uh, and, and, and learned uh is that the the bigger name you get uh like as a guest on your podcast does not equate to bigger download numbers you know uh and in fact some of my biggest episodes are people I don't want to identify them because they listen to this and I'm calling them a nobody or something but they're like a no name they're not they're a regular joe they had a good story and yeah. that got like more downloads than I will name this guy because he's a nice guy, but uh, Marty Ray has like half a million. He's a musician and he's got like half a million followers. And but you know, he, he's got half a million followers. He doesn't need to promote my podcast, so he didn't. And so, yeah. but the the small potatoes they actually are real happy to be on the podcast. And my point is, and I'll, I'll sum it up this way: um, not only does that apply to the podcast, I think it applies in real life. It, you know, like don't ignore. The little people, 
Don't yeah. you know when you you know you're on social media and you've got somebody that wants to make a connection or a friend request and they've only got ten friends. Don't ignore them just because they're they're they might wind up being your best friend. You know, don't yeah. ignore don't ignore the little people. I love that. What a great answer. Totally agree. Second question is: What is one thing you wish you had done better? Oh, <laughs> there's there's so many. Um, probably uh, marketing, but I, yeah, I've gotten better. I have gotten better. But at the beginning, you know, I I, I probably was like a used car salesman. I all I did was pitch the show, mm-hmm. you know, and then and and. I was surprised when I didn't have people that I didn't know on social media, you know, liking my promos. And I'm like, well, what's up? This is a great show. Why don't you like this? Because they didn't know me. So one thing that I did eventually do better is I realized, like, look, I got to reach out and make connections with people. I got to make genuine friendships with people, genuine relationships. And when I do, then when I occasionally, maybe once a week, pitch my show, they're going to be way more apt to listen because they know me that we yeah. have a connection together. So that's something I wish I had known better at the beginning. Perfect. Last question. My favorite question. What is one thing you are very proud of? <laughs> well, I just won an award. I don't know if you saw. And uh, I did. I, yeah, I, I saw it on Facebook. I put it on Facebook. I didn't put it anywhere else. Well, it was the person who the entity that gave me the award, uh, promoted it on LinkedIn so I didn't have to do it there, but I won this award for storytelling excellence. And now it actually doesn't, it doesn't directly relate to the podcast because uh, it was, the award was for, uh, there's a thing called Real Voices 360, which is, is uh, sort of an alternative to TED Talks, but they're shorter, they're five minutes. And so I got the award for that. I had, I did two of those Real Voices 360s this last year. And one of them, you know, basically got me that award. But I do like to think that if I got the award and there were three awards, there was a gold, silver and bronze and I got the gold. Um, If I got an award for storytelling excellence, I got to think that some of that, you know, translates over to the podcast itself. So I don't know. I'm pretty proud pretty proud of wholeheartedly that. wholeheartedly agree and you survived the three questions. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate your time, Casey. Absolutely. Next up is Ben Courier. Ben is the host of the Failure Guy podcast, a name which speaks for itself. Instead of fake it till you make it, his motto is fail it till you nail it. My first question, because I'm the failure guy, I I tend to mess things up more than I uh, don't. (laughs) And that's until I figure out how to not mess it up. What through 100 plus episodes, because I've imagined you recorded more than that. um, What have you learned uh, in terms of being an interviewer, would you say there are things that you've gained in terms of insight as to learning, listening, um, making sure you like pay attention to the interesting things in order to ask follow up questions? I don't know what your process is there, but like, what have you learned from from interviewing so much? Well, you you almost answered the question within your question because uh, yeah, I would say that uh, I've I've gotten better at actually listening to the the answers you know i i've always scripted out my questions i don't i don't just you know shoot the shit with somebody uh generally and during uh, episodes so are you saying you write every question yeah i do before i i do more okay it, it takes me longer to prepare for the interview than it does to do the interview i like i might do two or three hours of preparation to do a 30-minute interview 
Yeah. I might do two to three hours of editing on a thing that I like popped into five minutes before and didn't know the name of the person uh, who I was interviewing. That's how little <laughs> I do on the front end because I like to keep it uh, wishy-washy, yeah. uh, pun intended, uh, well, throughout I, the episode. So I don't plan any of my questions at all. So it's interesting to hear that you, you plan them all out. I do. And uh, I um, and then, you know, I do another two or three hours of editing. I, you know, it's it's six, seven, eight, sometimes 10 hours to do a 30 minute episode. People don't realize that. that Plus promotion. Uh, Oh, that, that, yeah, that's not even counting the promo stuff. But, uh, anyway, to get back to your question, I, I've gotten better at listening and then being able to adjust my questioning on the fly. Whereas, like, if you go back and listen to my first few episodes, my first few interviews, I'm sort of sticking to my script. And so somebody will answer a question and without me really focusing on what they said and asking a follow up, that later on when I listened to the episode, I'm like, oh, man, I should have asked this. I just went straight to my next scripted question. But now I'm a lot more flexible. So if somebody says something interesting, you know, I, I can keep going down that rabbit hole and I might not even get to all my questions. So I'm a, I'd am say I'm a better listener now. That's good. And a better question asker. I think so. Uh, I, I will tell you, uh, too. I mean, here we're kind of free flowing right here. Something I've gotten much, much better about. And that's when I do my research for someone I'm going to interview, if they've been on other podcasts, you know, I'll go listen to those podcasts. And mm -hmm. if if that person and I'm not going to name anybody in particular, but I, there's been a couple of people that I've interviewed, if that person has these sort of canned responses. So in other words, they're giving the same identical answer on every podcast they go on. I. <laughs> I, I cut them. I, I beat them to the punch. So what I do is because I've researched and I've listened to those podcasts, I will actually regurgitate their answer so that they can't say that answer. Like phrase the question with that answer. Baked with into that it, answer. I'm like, you said on another podcast, blah, blah, blah. So my question is, and I, so I'm, I'm extending the, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and get their nonsense canned response out of the way within my question so that it forces them to think and go beyond that. I've done the same thing. The few times I do my research and I listen to other podcasts, when I hear, like you're saying, when they're going over the same stories, the same hit points, you want to get something fresh out of them because yes. you know that, you know, A, it's been said before, right. but even if it's that uh, your audience's first time hearing this person, you want, I want to always get something that hasn't been said Me by too. them yeah. because yeah. why wouldn't you want to know more, more than the average bear? Right. I call it. And that's the thing. I do want to know more than the average bear. And that's one reason I do this show. I've met so many fascinating people over the past two years in, in doing interviews, many of which I, I continue to have contact with. I made a genuine connection with those folks. I'd like to wrap up this milestone episode with three additional things I've learned over two years and 100 episodes. And each of these is something not just applicable to podcasting, but to life itself for anyone listening. This will be your five minutes in today. One, you can learn totally new things, even in your 40s and beyond. When I began this journey, I didn't know the first thing about sound editing or even the equipment I would need, video editing or what software to use. And I had no clue what would be the best way to market the show. You could have the best podcast in the world, but if you don't find a way to let people know about it, no one will ever find you. I had to learn all of that stuff 
completely from scratch, but I did. I'd watch YouTube videos or ask people like Casey Ruff what their recommendations might be, and I learned it all. Am I the best at any of those things? Sound editing, video editing, or marketing? No. But the point is, I'm now comfortable doing all of those things. You can learn brand new skills in life, even after, quote, middle age. Two, the second thing I've learned, there are trolls everywhere. Get used to it, get over it. It used to really bother me when I would receive criticism on a social media post. I've had people complain about my wording. I've had someone complain before that I was marketing my podcast at, at all on social media, which is odd. How else am I supposed to sell the show? And, uh, and I might post the most innocuous stuff in order to build rapport with my audience. And, and it doesn't matter what it is. There will be at least one troll who will not only criticize what I've posted, they will sometimes even turn it into a personal attack. Here's the thing. Here's the lesson there. They are usually less than 1%. That's right, 99 out of 100 people that, that comment are supportive, or, or even a higher percentage than that. But, but for a while, it would be that one troll that would get in my head and bug me. The lesson is to focus on the people in your life who support you. As for that 1% who want to troll you or bring you down in life, forget them, block them, ignore them. As soon as you catch yourself getting bogged down by something critical someone said to you, catch yourself, calmly turn your attention back to the people in your life who, who have your back. Derive your energy, your passion, from the positive people in your life. And avoid altogether the toxic ones. Okay, three. And this might be the most important lesson uh, of all. When I, when I change just one person's perspective, their worldview... When I make their lives just a little better, and I've gotten emails and, and DMs on social media where folks have said they, they needed to hear that episode, or that they were inspired in some way by an episode, it, it makes it all worth it. There are times over the past two years when I've, I've gotten bummed out because I didn't see numbers of downloads growing, uh, or I didn't get any more Patreon supporters or whatever. I, I thought, what am I doing? I should just give up on this project. But then, someone will message me and tell me that I made their day, or I gave them some hope, or a new way of seeing life. I get just one message like that, and it all becomes worth it. So you don't have to change the whole world. Just go make a difference in one person's life. I guarantee it'll, it'll totally be worth it. And that's your five minutes in this episode. Well, that's all. If you've enjoyed this show or any other, whether it was a single episode or you've binged on several, please consider making a one-time donation. I usually tell people to do that through Red Circle, my host, or through Patreon. I'm going to try something different here. You can also donate to the show directly through PayPal. Uh, all you need is the email address to do that on the PayPal site. The email address for the show and PayPal is zensamich at gmail.com. Any donation of any amount is appreciated, even if it's just a buck. I work hard on the show, and it's my intention to eventually do this full-time someday as my primary source of income, and to continue making a difference in people's lives. That's it. You go do the same. Go make a positive difference in someone else's life today, and breathe. Don't forget to breathe.